Pyronius. Come to you as a broken man today. <laughs> I had a uh, I had a pretty big parenting fail recently. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh, my uh, my six year old is a disgusting little human being, <laughs> and doesn't wash his hands. And so I'm probably sharing more than I should, but you know, six year olds, yes. they, they get yes. dirty, they go to the bathroom, they, do, they never wash their hands. Yeah. Well, he ended up developing a parasite because he never washed, he doesn't wash his hands. I guess when he goes number two, I don't know. Anyway, causing some just digestive, just digestive issues. And so we got some, some medicine for him that's supposed to kill this parasite. And um, which side note, I didn't know. Apparently, a lot of people are living with parasites in their intestines. They should never know about it. Yeah, because there's no so. issues. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, there's issues with him. So he's taking this medicine. He's got to take it three times a day, and apparently, it tastes horrible. Like okay. the doctor warned us, like this stuff's awful. Is that liquid? It's like a liquid. Yeah. He's got to take like six milliliters or whatever of this yeah. disgusting liquid. And it, as you can imagine, with a six-year-old, every time it's a fight, and we're okay. trying to yeah. figure out the best way to get it taken, and and you know. Do we do, you know, we, f I think we found a system. It's orange juice helps okay. him. Takes a shot of the medicine, drink some orange juice, dr eat some gum. He's good. Well, it just so happens that again, three times a day, he's got to do it before he goes to school, which is early. Yeah. The bus picks him up at six fifty-five yeah. in the morning. So first thing in the morning, the last thing you want to do is guzzle down some nasty medicine. Yeah. And again, this is, a, this is me sitting here thinking through and like calm mind. Yeah. And and giving him every excuse in, in the world in, in the moment <laughs> in the moment <laughs> oh. you know where this story's going yeah so it's you know six forty eight bus is about to be here doesn't have it's not fully dressed yet still finishing his break it was just the one it all started because I didn't wake him up early yeah. enough that's that's really where this <laughs> if I'm taking extreme, extreme ownership, extreme ownership. Yeah, yep. I should have yep. woken him up earlier yep. I didn't wake him up till too late. So he's sitting there trying to finish his breakfast. I'm sitting there trying to force his medicine. He doesn't want to do it. It's a fight. So I, so finally I'm, I'm getting upset. I'm yelling at, I'm not yelling at this point. Um, oh, I yell. Getting, getting <laughs> upset. So we do it just like we do it every time. I put and squeeze the little syringe into his mouth. It does. It's not in there a millisecond and he just <laughs> spits it out everywhere. All over me, all over the table and I lose it. <laughs> Like every parenting lesson book, everything you've ever read about control your emotions, yeah. take a 30,000 foot view. None yeah. of that meant anything at this moment. Yeah. I literally, I took the syringe. Uh, hopefully child protective service does it. I didn't throw it at him. Yeah. Threw it. I took the syringe and I just freaking spiked it on the table. Yeah. He starts crying. Yeah. I start yelling. Horrible scene. Horrible scene. And here's the scary part. Here's where I'm going to, I'm going to be real with you for a second. As I'm sitting there yelling at him, a very small part of me, and this was actually kind of like thinking back, I'm like, well, that's kind of scary. A very small part of me enjoyed it. A very small part of me enjoyed that power I because I could see how terrified he was as I was sitting there yelling at him. And it was the weirdest yeah. first time of experience because I've never had power over anybody. I've yeah. never been a parent. I've never... It was very odd. It made me realize, you know, to a macro scale, power drunk, I guess is a term, yeah. right? It, I, I don't know. It was really, it was really Let, weird I, how a small I, part of me enjoyed it. Can I challenge your observation of that you enjoyed it and that yeah. it was power? I don't, I, I know you and I don't, I don't think it was that. And the only reason I can say this is because I literally 
we went through it. We went through it yesterday. We had a teaching moment with, with Luca and, and a little bit of Gia too. Um, but what, what I think you felt was he is so upset that he's going to remember this and think about, think about this moment next time we're in this situation. Yeah. Like I see a reaction and I know that I got to him now, whether it's right or wrong in our situation, um, I reacted kind of same way We're I was out working in the yard all day yesterday and my, the bigs, Luca and Gia, my older two, like have been wanting to drive the side by side. Right. And they've, and I've let them kind of practice and do some things. And, and so they asked like, Hey, can we just drive it around the house a couple times? I was like, yeah, yeah, that's look, but slow go around the house. I need to be able to see you. Um, and, and so they did a couple laps and then, you know, they started arguing cause Luca wanted to drive and then Luca drives and, um, you know, he goes, and then I hear Gia scream, and then I hear, yikes. And I'm Ripped like, up that Tesla. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, what is going on? And he's parked right in front of the mailbox on the side by side. And I'm like, what is, and like Gia jumps out. She's like, I told you not to. And he's like, you told me to do it. They're like fighting on whose yeah. fault it was. And he had tried to pull up next to the mailbox, get the mail. Well, <laughs> he literally just scraped yeah. the whole thing, broke the mailbox, cover off the whole deal. And I go up to him and I'm like, and again, I react. Not how I wanted to do it. I react. And I'm literally like, and it was to the point where I couldn't say anything. And I could tell I was like tensed up like this. And I was like, and I caught and I was like, go inside before I say something that I'm going to regret. And so they, they go like, and they were terrified, terrified. Like, they're like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I've ever seen him that mad. Like, I don't know. And like, I'm like clenching my fists, like walking over there. I was like, get inside. And I had that same feeling. Like when I saw them visit, like visibly like distraught and like, oh my gosh, this is a really big deal. I had that same feeling like, okay, they felt this. Yeah. They know this is a big deal. Like, it really was. Now, what's important is the follow-up. Yeah. Right? How you handle that after after that, right? Yeah. After that initial moment. Yeah. No, and in the moment, I'm and and I wouldn't let it go either. Like it it, it was this was a 3 or 4 minute ordeal. Oh, yeah. It wasn't just one yell oh, yeah. I was done. It was I kept coming back to it. Yeah. And again, it was this weird part of my that I'd never felt before. Yeah. It was like I am so powerful. You were in such fear right now. Yeah that I can say anything I want and it's yeah. going to, it was the weirdest. But you, again, not always the right way. And I'm not, I'm not <laughs> saying that. Yes. How you did. Yes. That's how you're supposed to do it. That's not what I'm saying. Cause same with me, but you could see it sink in. Like, yeah. He oh. felt it. He, he well, felt that yeah. me doing that was not good because I don't like that reaction. Well, no doubt. And I, and again, once things calmed down, once he got on the bus and left, how was we that, by the way? We didn't leave on good terms. Like, I didn't even say bye to him. I just sent him out the door. Like, it was, I was oh, still that hot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I left him in their room for an hour after that. <laughs> I was like, and, and and this is how I know, like, is she could, they're, like, really, really upset. I was like, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. They need to feel this. They need to know that there's consequences. I, 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 I know that they didn't mean to do this. It wasn't malicious. Like, it was an accident. Mm -hmm. But it was... It was a decision, and it was a, a not smart decision 
that they did. And there's consequences. There's damage done. Yeah. And yeah. they need to know that. And so we went in and we talked. And I mean, this is pat on the back here. Like we walk out and Tiff's like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. I, I thought you were going to handle that way worse. <laughs> She's like, I would have handled it worse yeah. than that. Like I did not think that you were going to go in there with like the composure and the delivery that you did. Yeah. But like, again, it's how you, how you handle it. And not, you know, when he gets home from school, like what that conversation looked like. And yeah. all, you know. I, I did have the luxury of that. I felt horrible yeah. when he got on the bus. Cause I'm like, he's going to go to school. That's the last thing he remembers. Yeah. How long is that going to affect him in the morning? Yeah. I did have the luxury of time in that I didn't have to talk to him immediately. So I had yeah. all day yeah. to calm myself down, sit there and think through. And apparently I'm not home when he gets home from school. He gets home at like three o'clock. And apparently the first thing he said when he got off the bus to my wife uh, was my tummy was hurting. That's why I spit up the medicine. Like she didn't even say anything to him. Right. And I don't even know if she knew at this. Maybe she did. But he was, it, it clearly affected him <laughs> that much. Yeah, so as soon as I got home, first yeah, thing he said, as soon as yeah. I got home, I, you know, I apologized to him. I said, there's no excuse for me acting that way. Yeah. You know, I, I did all yeah. the things you're supposed to do. Yeah. But man, it was a weird, that was, that was my takeaway is how, scary that was of how good it felt yeah to be that but here's a question overpowering did he take the medicine the next morning he, he yes he, he guzzled did. it down yeah, didn't he, he? Did. <laughs> unfortunately it had the intended effect <laughs> i wish he would have just spit it right back in my face <laughs> it worked yeah yeah so anyway that was uh that was my that was one of my many parents well, that's what darren always says right week. is it's like sometimes you have to coach through fear that's right that's right so <laughs> But it, it was a good moment. It ended up being a good moment because, again, yeah. it allowed my son to see me apologize. Yeah. It allowed him to see me react in a horrible way, and that's yeah. not how you – because, again, thinking back through, I'm like, okay, I could have woken him up earlier. Okay, I, I maybe I – I don't know. Maybe I squeezed it, this medicine in his mouth too fast. I don't know. There's so many other things I could have done different, and so that's what it helped me out that I won't repeat that. Uh, but that was, I guess, the, the silver lining was now I have – that teachable moment for him. Yeah. He could see me react in a way you're not supposed to and, and uh, apologize for yeah. it. So anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, but, and again, I think parents, we got to give ourselves grace sometimes. Yeah. Got to let things go. There's a lot of guilt, but don't let that guilt stack up onto, you know, more and more, um, uh, ineffective ways of handling and teaching your children. So all you perfect parents out there are just judging shut me. Shut your mouth. That's fine. Shut your mouth. <laughs> you shut your mouth hole. Um, not what we're going to talk about today. We teased what we are talking about today. <laughs> this is actually why we're not. <laughs> too, many um, ben, too many Bens and Tylers out there. <laughs> so we teased it last week. And I don't know if we're going to do this consecutively, if like the next five, six weeks is going to be this series. But we teased last week. We wanted to dive in because you hear it all the time. America is the greatest country in the world. America, right? All, these, all this pride for this country. And so it got me curious. Okay, are we really? Is that something we just say because we've said it forever and, and we feel that we are? Are we being completely biased? Or are we truly, by, by statistical data, are we truly yeah. the greatest country in the world? And today's topic is going to revolve around education. Where do we rank in the world? Uh, what are our issues with the education system? How do we fix it? Again, we're two dudes that aren't, don't have policy-making uh, experience and or power, yeah. but we are two dudes who have kids in the school system yep. and we went through the school system ourselves. So I think it's okay for us to have an opinion on this opinion. is yes. what I'm saying. It's yes. not, not like we're sitting here on high saying we have the fix, but um, we do certainly have opinions. But before we jump to that, I do want to thank our partners really quickly. Choctaw Casinos and Resort, 
Um, we talk about it week in and week out. The greatest place to watch playoff football, which is going on right now, is the league sports bar up there. Uh, Tyler's talked about it. He had a contractor out of his house the other day and ended up winning, was it $100,000? Won $100,000 up at Choctaw Casino. So we say it all the time. What other entertainment venue can you leave with more money than yeah. you started? And it's not, it, it, like, it's not just – I think this sometimes, too, when I see these promotions out there. It's not just this gimmick to get you up there. Right. They're actually giving it away, yeah. and p- real people are actually And even money. if you don't win money, it's an escape, right? Yeah. It's, it's time away from the kids. And I don't know if escape is the healthiest way to describe it. It is it's a, a recharge. It's a moment away from reality. It is a recharge. Yeah, yeah there you go. So get up there. Uh, have yourself a night, two nights, a whole weekend, whatever. Uh, and then our second partner, um, Sleep Number. Again, we say it week in, week out. It will spoil you. The greatest sleep technology known to man with their Sleep uh, Sleep Number 360 smart beds. Uh, it's really cool. They sent me the other day. I'm sure they sent this to you. They emailed my 2022 year in review. Yep, yep. So it literally takes statistics every single night that you're in that bed, however many nights I was in that bed last year. And I it remember gives being you, highly disappointed in myself. <laughs> yeah. And it gives you real feedback, gives you real metrics so that you can hopefully improve from year to year. Um, I just think it's such an awesome nerds like me who are into, yeah. you know, health and fitness and recovery. Uh, there's really nobody competing with them yeah. in that realm. So thank you, Sleep Number. Go like get it. yourself sleepnumber.com or a local Sleep Number store. They're yep. everywhere. Uh, and probably everywhere that you're listening to this. Um, okay. Education. Let's dive in. So the program for international student assessment tests 15-year-old students around the world and is, administrated by the, and is administered by the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, the OECD. In 2018, when the test was last administered, obviously we had COVID, so I think that threw off a little bit. So 2018, these are 2018 metrics. Care to guess out of the 79 countries that participated in this testing, Care to guess where the U.S. ranked in science? In the 50s. No. We did a little better than that. Ah, 40s? 11th. 11th. 11th out of 79 countries in science. All right. So almost top 10. All right. What about reading? What do you think? How do you think we did in reading? Uh, I would say reading, we are probably top top 20. Yeah. 12th. Both yep. overall, yeah, and then math was the last section. What do you think right, we did? We're going to be below thirty on that one. Okay, we we're right at thirty. Okay, number thirty. Okay, so eleventh in science, twelfth in reading, thirtieth in math for an overall ranking. Once you factor all these little statistics, it's in eighteen, twenty fifth in the na- in the world. So math carries some weight, country. huh? Yeah, twenty fifth in the world out of seventy nine. Okay, countries. Um, post-pandemic stats. So obviously, we all know the pandemic wreaks some havoc yeah. uh, on our on our education system. Um, according to the National Assessment of Educational Progress, aka the nation's report card, which tests a broad sampling of fourth and eighth graders, so four hundred fifty thousand students over ten thousand different schools. So Dang. a really wide sampling um, of of our kids here. Twenty six percent of eighth graders were proficient in math. 26%. That's down 34% from 2019. Down from 34 or down Down 30? from 34% okay. in 2000. Okay. So we were at okay. 34% proficiency in 2019, now at 26%. Of our eighth mm-hmm. graders, proficient in math. Mm-hmm. That's a key word there, proficient. Not like outstanding. like Just, just passing. Passing or okay. Yeah. <laughs> Only 26%. Jeez. 
36% of fourth graders were proficient in math, which is down from 41% in 2019. Okay. 31% of eighth graders were proficient in reading, and 33% of fourth graders were proficient in reading. So less than a third of our eighth graders are proficient in reading, even less than that are proficient in math. Jeez. What do you think about that? Doesn't surprise me. Yeah. And the final statistic, um, what what do all those ranking? How, how you know how much money would somebody spend on a ranking like that? You know, you're spending a lot of money on this. You'd think you'd get some good results. So the most recent numbers for K through 12 spending reveal the U.S. spends fourteen thousand eight hundred ninety one dollars per public school student per year, which equals a grand total of seven hundred and sixty two billion dollars per year K through spent on education K through 12. That ranks us. So we're 25th in the world on actual performance, fourth in the world on how much we spend on our education. So spending the fourth highest amount of money in the world gets you 25th place. <laughs> so that's okay. So, so that's one of the challenges I think that we don't acknowledge is that we're spending the money there. As so, how do how do we fix this education problem that we have? It's a challenge that's on the decline too. I mean, it's no yeah, numbers right. aren't improving. Yeah, yeah. Our education is declining. The challenge is is growing. Yep. Um, but we're spending the money on it. So so it's not a money issue. No, at least not the I way just, it's allocated. What I would what I would what I would ask though, right? Is 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 the context too? Is in relation to cost of living? You know, what are we spending per student? in relation to cost of living because yeah. you know if if cost of living in you know Ireland is a whole lot less and I don't know if it is or not but is a whole lot less and they're spending more in Norway or England or Spain whatever if cost of living is less and they're spending less on education but getting better results um that I think that's important yeah. but 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 we're spending enough money yeah just at for, so then what's the problem? What do you think? That's what I'm saying. From where you what, sit, you've been through the school system yeah, yourself. You have yeah. kids going through the school system. Uh-huh. Again, we're not sitting here saying we're God of education. We have all the answers. But yeah. I have some thoughts on what the problem yeah. is. What are, what are some of yeah, your thoughts? Yeah, so, so I can't say what the problem is and what it's not. I'm not in it every day, so I'm not going to pretend. Perspective. We talked about it last week. Uh, teachers, it, at least in the area that we live, are handcuffed and not allowed to do the job that they signed up to do. Um, I think that there are so many, uh, there's so much red tape. There's so much bureaucracy. There's so much, there's so many challenges with, with kids, with parents these days that we have teachers that have said, Hey, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to forego making a good living. I'm going to make $50,000 a year and I'm going to pour into these kids and then now these teachers are not allowed to do that. Mm -hmm. So they're like, why am I making no money if I can't do and make the impact that I wanted to make? Like I chose a career that I knew wasn't going to make a lot of money. And I chose to do it anyways because it's important to me. But then now you get into actual schools, you can't discipline, you can't um, hold kids accountable, you can't... Um, you can't really, honestly, what, what's a challenge is you can't teach kids differently based on how they receive information. Mm -hmm. Like if they if they if they are not with the class 
and they can't keep up, send them to somebody else. Yeah. Like there's so many things that are just broken, like, and, and distracting. So for example, in our school, uh, district, there's a handful of kids and we love our school district. We absolutely love it. Um, but there's just, there's challenges like there is everywhere is if a kid is violent, if a kid is teachers can't do anything, teachers literally can't do anything. So now like if a kid has an episode, kids have to go outside and wait. Like there's instances where there's three hours that kids are sitting in the cafeteria waiting to be able to go back into their class because this kid has destroyed the room because the teacher can't restrain him. Can't, can't do anything. Okay. And can't send the kid out to go to the principal's office because that's disciplined because he has some condition or he has a disability or he has, and I'm not saying that like we shouldn't acknowledge those things, but now if his outburst, his reaction, his undisciplined, him just being an a-hole because his parents are a-holes, like you can't do anything now as a teacher. So you're handcuffed. I think that's part of it. So the time spent learning actually in school is minimized. The other thing I think that's a big challenge is there's two things focused on testing because that leads to funding. And so everything is geared towards that. And then very little is geared towards physical education and actual movement. Science is overwhelmingly in support of getting kids out and active and how that correlates to learning. Mm-hmm. We don't do it. Like we don't, we don't, let our kids, okay, we're going to work for an hour and we're going to go out and we're going to do something active. We're going to do PE. We're going to teach this. We're going to, not to mention all the things that you learn from sports and yeah. all that, but we're just, we're grind, 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 grind. Here's a processed meal. Grind, 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 grind. Okay. Now you got 10 minutes to go outside and play now. Grind, 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 because we got to be here and we've got to prepare them for testing. Yeah. And you spend so much time getting the kids that are behind just caught up that the kids that are actually like in good places, they can't progress to the levels that they they have potential mm-hmm. because all we're worried about is how you do on these tests. And yep. here's the star test. Yep. And that, and that's where I think, I think we get lost is we've incentivized teachers just to do that. Mm-hmm. And is, if you're, if it's a difference of, Hey, you know, we all tested this and I am, eligible for this bonus that two thousand dollar bonus is a big deal and i'm not saying that's what they do but like that's a big deal yeah. if yeah. you're making thirty five thousand dollars a year yeah yeah there's a lot of good stuff you said in there let's start with the the teaching aspect i had a front row seat to this for five years my wife and she still she does part-time teaching now she does it's called reading intervention so yeah. you said yeah kids that can't send them off do it, send them off to somebody else so my wife is that person they send yeah. them to my yeah. wife takes kids one by one that are behind in reading. Yeah. She helps them with their reading. But she it, before that, she was a she was in the classroom full time. She was yeah. a second grade teacher. Yep. So everything you're saying is spot on about how teachers are funded, how school districts are funded, how how things are incentivized. Yeah. So I think to me, as I look at this problem, there's a lot of different problems, but I think maybe the, that's where the problem starts is this the system is a one size fits all metric of how we measure success. Yeah. And how we measure success is how many kids are passing whatever state test that we've yeah. deemed as being the appropriate Not test to get. How many kids are prepared for the next level? Right. And that to me is is one of the problems that we need to address, which is here's some standardized tests if you don't make good grades on this. St- we, we really basically have one metric to 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 determine success yeah. in the classroom. And yeah. it's how did you do on these tests? Yeah. And how did you do on any test? Yeah. Is is basically how we measure success. Mm-hmm. 
So to me, that one size fits all is a big issue. Yeah. And again, I know that there's so much tied to funding based on that one size fits all. But to me, it's not a holistic approach. How am I, how am I raising this child and setting them up ultimately for life success? Yeah. Am I giving them a test and saying they're a, they're a pass or a fail based on how they do on this one test? Or am I teaching them skills of leadership, discipline, community, how they treat other people? Why don't we start measuring those life skills along with grades? So grades are important, yeah. yes. And I'm all about outcome, and I'm all about uh, you know rewarding um, uh, effort, and I'm all about that. However, I think if we put everything in a kid's whole success in school based on how he did on some test, yeah. to me, you're missing the mark. Totally. To me is how is he treating people. To me is how is he leading his, his friends. To me is how is he, you know, how is he, there, there's just a lot of different metrics to me that you could measure a student's overall performance. So I think that's from where I sit. And again, I know it's much easier to sit around a microphone and say this. Yeah, totally. And much more difficult to implement. Yeah. It's a but why can't we, you know, like some things that I wrote down, um, you know, leadership, grit, resilience, compassion, and empathy, knowledge, physical health, and grades. Why can't we measure a kid's success based on all that? As opposed to, did you get an A on this test or not? Yeah. So to me, that's that's the underlying problem that, that trickles over to a lot of different other things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a highly complex system. Yep. Like our government, like healthcare, like all these all these you know major major challenges that we have. Um, and so to say, hey, here's one way, one answer to it. I think I think is a little bit ignorant. So there's there's a lot that, that has to be done to change the trajectory of how our education system functions and performs. With that being said, I agree with you. Like there's a, there's a lot that can be taught. Now, also, the question is 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 it an educator's responsibility to teach their ki- the students grit leadership, service-mindedness, community, or is that the parents? It's definitely the parents. Unfortunately, reality is a lot of these kids, number one, you're spending most of your day in school. Yeah. Number one. Yeah. And number two, a lot of, for a, a lot of American kids, mm-hmm. unfortunately, it is the responsibility of the teacher. The teacher is the most positive person they're ever going to interact with in their entire life. And that's mm-hmm. where this becomes tricky is you can do all this good for a child for eight hours, but then when they go home and then when they spend time on the weekends and when they spend time at home in the summer, mm-hmm. you can't control that. So yeah. I would answer in utopia, it's the parent's responsibility. Yeah. In reality, unfortunately, yes. two, two totally different I deals. I do think it's the, but, the, the, the but there's teacher's only, responsibility. And I know they spend a majority of it, but there's only so much time. You can only spend so much time on math, only so much time on reading, only so much time on literature, only yep. so much time on science, only so much time, you know, on social stuff. I mean, all there's there's a lot to teach kids. Mm-hmm. There's a a lot. Um, here's where here's what I observe, and I was a part of the system too at this age. Is is you are you are finding a decrease in performance in education starting at a young age. So instead of teaching the kids, pouring more into them, we've now just low, we lower the bar, mm-hmm. make it easier and easier. Like my kids, like they don't have homework. There's no homework. Hmm. 
Like none of your kids? No, like none of the kids in the school district have homework. Huh. At least elementary school. You cannot they do not send homework home. And it's like, well, what is that teaching them? Like mm-hmm. they, that's now you just have got to go do sports and free time. That's all you have as a kid. Like I get it. Like that needs to be a part of a kid's upbringing, but there also needs to be time management yeah. skills, right? There needs to be fighting this urge of of procrastination. Like real life skills that I, I do think that homework homework brings. So we're just lowering the bar, dumbing it down so that our scores look better, so that our graduation rates look better, so that our you know what I mean? So it's easier as opposed to no no no, like we're gonna we're gonna keep the expectations the same and if you fall short, then we're gonna we're just gonna teach more, teach harder, give you more opportunities. Okay. Like Saturday school is not a thing anymore. We used to go to Saturday school, yeah. summer school. I don't know if that's a thing anymore. I haven't heard anybody talk about it. Now my kids are a little bit young for all that stuff. But I mean, if you didn't cut it, you had to figure out a way to right to make it. it to work so on. to me, like, and I don't. Did you guys take the high school exit exam when you were in high school? So this is something that they they had just started when I was in high school. You'd start taking it your sophomore year, and it was like you had to pass this test in order to graduate. Yeah, I don't remember honestly. Maybe. And so I mean as frustrating as it was like there should be some common some basic levels of math mm-hmm. reading writing and science yeah. that you should be able to you should be proficient enough to pass a test in order to do it and if you start taking it your sophomore like i, I passed it my sophomore year it's yeah. not a difficult test mm-hmm. but like i don't know if they still do that anymore because kids were probably not passing it and they were like well we, our graduation rate sucks so people aren't going to want to go to our district now, you know, we don't get tax revenue. I mean, there's this whole deal. Like, that's that's what, like, people lose sight of is is school districts and schools in particular are graded. Are They have grades. When you're looking at Realtor, if you're looking at Trulia, if you're looking at Zillow, if you're looking at is wherever that house is, whatever school that feeds into, there's a, there's a ranking. Mm-hmm. Like, my wife and I, we like, I love that house, love that property, not going to it, school sucks. Based off of, like... Okay, that's a that's an eighty, it's a seventy six for the junior high, and you know that's an eighty two for the elementary school. Not good enough for our kids. We're going to go somewhere else. Right. And so schools and cities are are like it's this arms race to build the best schools with the highest scores and best facilities to get people to move in. It's like college recruiting. Yeah. So that now they get tax revenue. Yeah. Property tax revenue. Right. Sales tax revenue, like. It is. It ultimately always comes back to the money. It's not about preparing our kids to contribute to society when they're adults. Yeah, yeah and that's my. I guess that's my opinion. Is is less focus on grades. Still have a focus on grades, yes. but more focus on life skills. Yeah. Um, I think another problem is, and you mentioned it, you touched on it, is the what's home life look like. Mm-hmm. We think of Darren. He went to what was it, like eight or nine different elementary schools. By the time he was in fifth grade, something like that. And not because he had bad, a bad mother at all. It's because they kept having to move yeah. because she was trying to support the family. So you've got a lot of examples of that. Like when they go home, there's not a lot of support. I'm not used to saying Darren didn't have support. I'm just saying think about how many kids don't have Consistency. support. Consistency. I mean, yeah. support. How many kids fall behind in the summertime because they're spending three months at home with no, with nobody pouring into their education? Yeah. Or – Nutrition or nutrition. I mean, that's a. I yeah. mean, you look at how many kids go to school, and that's their only meal they're going to eat for the day. Yep. Because it's a free, paid for 
by the district lunch. Yep. So there's uh, nothing you implement is going to fix everything. Yeah. But I do think that it almost seems like, from my perspective, it seems like we found a system however many years ago, and we've kind of just stayed on that same. Like we're not we're not critically thinking as times have changed, as as life has changed. How can we upgrade? How can we yeah. make tweaks? Yeah. So another thing you mentioned is, you know, these these teachers aren't getting paid much at all. So I'm of the belief, just like our police yeah. don't defund the police, provide more training, provide more resources, make it more difficult, make it a more desirable job. Yeah. So if you make teaching a more desirable job, if you pay higher, but now it's more strenuous to become a teacher, my thought is you're going to attract a higher quality mm-hmm. individual who's going to want to implement and teach these life skills. Yeah. So There's if, the demand, a, if the demand yeah. is higher for a higher, you know, level teacher yeah. and you're also going to reward that with now think about the people there because right now who wants to go make 50 grand a year and get get handcuffed by discipline and get handcuffed by what you have to teach and you know in some of these states you know be told you know everybody's got to have the same outcome yeah who's going to want to sign up for that yeah so to me that's another issue that you need to solve for which yeah. is how do we because we've got the money We've shown our government shown just print more money. <laughs> you know, that's what we do. Why not be smarter about how we allocate those funds, which is, and again, somebody sitting here who's in education, who has a complete opposite view, they're probably just thinking like that doesn't work, that doesn't work, that doesn't work. I'm not sitting here trying to just come up with problems. I'm just sitting here thinking, how can we critically think through this? Because again, the way we're doing it from a perspective of what percentage of our eighth graders are proficient in math, it's not working. And again, there's a lot of things that are going on at home. I'm sure that, that, that have to do with that, but clearly the system is not, Yeah, it's, it's working good enough, which is sometimes worse than <laughs> yeah. it's not working at all. Well, and we talked about it early in the podcast is the disparity between suburban schools and inner city yeah. schools. Right. Yeah. And again, it, it comes back to money and it comes back to, well, the property tax income in inner city areas is a whole lot less than these up and coming suburban areas. So they have less resources. I mean, talk about desirability from a teacher, like more challenges, more, um, more poverty. I mean, there's so many more challenges in inner city. And then you go out to suburban and suburban North Texas, and you've got high school after high school building world-class athletic complexes. It's not an even playing field. They're $150 million. It's not an even playing field by any stretch of the No, no. So so how across, because we're talking about the country right now. We're talking about is the United States the best country in the world? And we're talking about education. This isn't like Frisco, Texas. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. It's great schools, great mm-hmm. facilities, great everything. Like, that's awesome. They have their own problems still. Yeah. But, like, we're talking as a whole. Mm-hmm. And you talk about the number of schools that are on the level of Frisco, Texas, or South Lake, Texas, or West Lake, Texas, is that's a small percentage. Like across the board, how do we raise the bar of the educators and attracting that talent as opposed to them going into some tech job or going into something else, which is cool, but like how do we make that a desirable career? I, I love, and you didn't, many of you really said that this, this is just who you are. How do we raise the bar is what you said. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we're heading in the direction of how do we lower the bar so that more people can succeed. Yep. Your perspective, my perspective, 
probably a lot of people listen to this is how do we raise, how do we meet the challenge as opposed to bring the challenge to us yeah. or bring the challenge down to our level? Yeah. I, I see these numbers and I think, okay, how can we improve this as opposed to how can we lower the bar so much that these numbers look better? Yeah. Um, another thing that I think about is for me, a lot of the, a lot of issue was I could care less about some of the subjects yeah. that I was learning in school. Yeah. And so I think I graduated with like a B, A minus average, something yeah. like that in high school. I don't remember what my GPA was, but many of the classes that I struggled in, it wasn't because I was a bad student or I did, it was more of a lack of caring for what a, the subject yeah. even was. Yep. So there was a lack of passion, a lack of desire to even learn. Yeah. So teachers weren't trying to tap into, and again, it's not all about me, but it's less about tapping into the kids. How do we teach them how to learn as yeah. opposed to what to, what to yeah. learn? You need to learn this because the state told me to teach you this. Yeah. Or maybe should we tap into this kid's desire to learn yeah, and find something he is passionate about. Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson, do you know that is? He's huh? a famous physicist, astrophysicist. He was talking about this recently. He was Didn't deemed... he talk about if the universe is gay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, was pretty good. that was a pretty good answer. But he, no, he was talking about, he's got very strong opinions on education, but he was talking about, he had a 3.0 GPA in high school, which is a B average. Yeah. And he said, if a, if a, somebody had walked into one of my classrooms in high school and asked the teacher, which kid in here is going to go off and do big things one day? He said, I would have been the last person that would have been picked. Mm. Because I did not fit into the box that that particular school system had that would deem kids successful going yeah. through that system. I was interested, from the age of 14, he was interested in astrology. Mm. And he's turned into becoming this ultra-successful astronomy. astronomy. He has 25 honorary PhDs. Like He's gone off and done some amazing yeah. things. But by the box and the letter of law that we put our education and system in currently, he was not of this wide sweeping success. Yeah. And so to me, is it, is it even possible to have 25 kids in a class and be able to teach to them one-on-one -on -one and to their strengths and weaknesses? Probably not, yeah. but there's gotta be a way that we can start catch the net can catch more people mm -hmm. as opposed to less. Yeah. That's what I think about because I think about the same as you. This isn't just, yeah, maybe in the city I live in, things are great, and it is voted one of the top school districts in the city, and that's awesome. Good for me. Good for my kids. That's great. But I'm not worried about me. I'm worried about where the country is headed Yeah. and where are we going as a nation together. How do we bring up those around us that are as fortunate and will, aren't going to be able to move into a school district that's like that? That's right. That's the question. And so we don't have the answer to that on this yeah. episode necessarily. Um, but to me, I mean, just a couple of just ideas, like I said, a holistic evaluation. Don't just only base success and failure on grades. Let's start bringing in some more life skills into the equation and, and, well, and really grade it on I, I, that. Grades, right? Okay, so that, just just to stick on that for a second, um, grades are a reflection of your preparation and execution. Yeah. So So I do think we should be evaluated on I'm not saying you're not. I'm saying that's one component. Yes. The other thing that grades incentivize, I don't know about you, I was a master of cheating. Oh, really? I learned, yeah. I, you never oh. cheated? Oh, I, I knew you didn't have a soul, <laughs> so you could care less. Uh, to me, it incentivizes cheating. I never. If I have to get a certain grade to pass this class, I'm going to yeah. do anything it takes. Yeah. Am I, nah. I going to take the hard route and actually learn the stuff? At the time I was in high school, no. Yeah. I'm going to figure it out. Now, some classes, I, I didn't cheat on everything. Yeah. But if it was like Spanish or something that was really difficult, 
I'm going to figure out a way to make it happen. If that's the only way you're going to measure my success is by passing your grade or not, I'm yeah. going to make sure I get there. Yeah. So, yeah, again, I'm not yeah, saying yeah. I'm it not d- saying do away with grades. And that's not what I'm saying at all. Does. I'm saying make that a component. Yeah. But then let's sprinkle there in some other There has to be things. an evaluation, right? Because Absolutely. there has to be a measurement of growth. For sure. Or For sure. I'm not saying eliminate right? grades. No. Uh, but I, I agree with you. Um, I, I, back to my point is I think the bar of what we expect our students to do needs to be there. But we then have to expect from ourselves as parents and teachers is we have to expect more as well. Yeah, we have. There has to be more input, and there has to be more from our administration in providing resources. Right? Where are dollars allocated? We spend a crap ton of money on education, but how efficient is it? Right. Is that spending? Yeah. Right? I would argue it's probably not super efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, man, I, I do think that it's it, that it's important that hey, look, there's certain things, and and you brought up a good point. Is like it's just not interesting. Like, how do we how do we create curriculum that resonates with the appropriate age group in a way that they, okay. And not every kid is the same. That's no, what's hard, right? That's, that's, very that's what's hard. Yep. But I think when you start getting at least at the junior high, high school level, it's all right, well, here is where you'll use this. I do a better job of that. Like, Hey, like if you, if you need to learn, you know, this, this type of math and not, we're not teaching you math that you're going to get on the star test, you know, and we're going to teach you this common core way of doing it. Cause it's faster. So you can do the math that's on these no, bull crap. Like, you're going to use it here, here, and here, and here's why it's important. Yeah. And then in, any of the just nonsense stuff, like, then they become electives. Right. Right? But yeah, there how has many to math be a classes, standard. Yeah. How you many know? math classes did you take that you don't ever, I mean, you don't even sniff using yeah. the, those skills no. that you learn? No. And again, you, but there's going to be some kids, they use it every day, right? They're in engineering, they're in whatever. But that's where it becomes elective. That's where, that's where you start elective. Per, you know, pursuing right. something specifically that like right. is, is going to relate to your specific career path. Um, but there's got to be, just to, to hold a conversation, because there's stuff, and, and I think of, here's one that, that I have a really hard time with, is history. And you see it on social media and TV shows all the time, is the absolute neglect of our country's history is is a really unfortunate because we're now not learning from the mistakes that we've made in the past mm-hmm. we're not learning from the successes that we've had in the past like it's really important to know these things so now we are now destined to make the same mistakes yeah. that we made 150 years ago that we made 50 years ago because we don't teach history anymore. It's really important that we understand where we came from to understand how we got here. And then you have some insight on where do we go from, from here. And that's, that's something to me that um, because, because we're so filtered and we're so, um, what's the word I'm thinking of, censored. Right on what we learn, and this this is offensive, and this is not. No, let's talk about the bad stuff that we did as a country. Mm-hmm. Like, let's not neglect that. Let's talk about those so that, and we understand. Like, look, these these were these were mistakes that we made as a country, and these were the bad things that we did, and these are the bad things that other people did that we stepped in to try to rectify. Right, and let's celebrate those things mm-hmm. because I just think that we we have lost. We only teach things, or we don't. We don't teach the hard things, and so the pride to be better as a country is just lost. Mm-hmm. 
like a little competitiveness with England, with France, with China, with some of these other countries that do really well educationally, like there should be a healthy competition because I'm proud because I know who we are as a country mm -hmm. because I've learned about it. Yeah. Yeah, so again, we can't necessarily solve anything by sitting here on the no. microphone. Uh, it's nope. definitely solved by how we lead ourselves and lead our families. Yeah. Um, I would just hope that educators, people in the school district, people in, you know, th that do have power to make these decisions are just at least looking in the mirror from time to time and evaluating and realizing or looking at, is, are we headed in the right direction? Yeah. Are we improving? Yeah. Is there some things that we could be doing a little bit different that nobody's tried before? Yeah. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah. Let's try it out. Yeah. So, and I think I think if you're a teacher out there, here's my encouragement: is you make a difference on in one kid, that's that is exponential growth. Because yep. think about what that one student could potentially do and the impact Absolutely. that he could make on other people the next year mm -hmm. in, in you know his or her class. Right. So just s stay the course, teachers out there. You are paramount in our country's long-term success. Um, you're not always celebrated. You're not always recognized. But please, please, please just know we are appreciative of you. We are appreciative of what the sacrifice that you're making for our, the kids of our country. Um, just encourage you to go in every day and realize how important your role is. Yep. Yep. we got some work to do. Appreciate you guys. Uh, let us know your thoughts. Well, what's your opinion on how our education system is currently running? Uh, those of you that have kids, those of you in the education system, uh, give us some feedback. Let us know. We always want to learn. We always want to improve uh, in that way. We mentioned this last week, but we appreciate you guys who are sharing the podcast the best way, the biggest thing you can do to help us out. Text this episode to a friend. Post it on your Instagram. Post it on your social media. Um, you guys sharing the podcast is really the best way. We don't do a lot of advertising. Um, I think our Instagram page is really our only advertising that we have. Uh, so it's imperative that, uh, and, and we're appreciative of you guys that are sharing the podcast uh, and helping us grow. So thanks, guys, so much. Hope you have a great rest of your week, a great weekend, and we will see you next week.